Um, today's date is February 7th, Sunday, February 7th. And we will be reading from the big book of AA, pages 76. Our reader, Holly M, followed by a 20 minute share by Nancy Kay from Florida. And after the reading, I will introduce our speaker. All right, Holly, you can go ahead and start. Hi, I'm Holly M, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Page 76. If we can answer to our satisfaction, we then look at step six. We have emphasized willingness as being indispensable. Are we now ready to let God remove all of these things which have which we have admitted are objectionable? Can he now take them all? Every, all, can he now take them all, everyone? If we, if we still cling to something, we will not let go. We ask God to help us be willing. When ready, we say something like this. My creator, I am now willing to, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character, which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. We have now completed step seven. Thank you, Holly. Now um, I'm proud to introduce our speaker, Nancy. Wait, it's, it's one more paragraph. Oh, I'm sorry. One more paragraph? Yeah. Okay. Now we need more action, which we find that faith without works is dead. Let's look at steps eight and nine. We have a list, we have list of all persons we have harmed to whom we are willing to make amends. We made it when we look into when we look to inventory to inventory. We subjected ourselves to drastic self-appraisal. Now we go out to our fellows and repair the damage done in the past. We attempt to sweep away the debris which has accumulated out of our effort to live on self-will run, self-will run the shows our, the show ourselves. If we haven't the will to do this, we ask until it comes. Remember, it was agreed at the beginning we would go to any lengths for victory over, over food. Thank you, Holly. Now I'm proud to introduce our speaker. Our speaker is Nancy Kay from Florida. And Nancy, I thank you for your service and I'm really looking forward to what you have to share for us. Thank, thank you. you. Before I start, can I get a five-minute warning? Absolutely. Okay, thank you. I will set my uh, my time at two, but using the phone, it goes out. Okay, so first, Kim, I want to thank you so much for thinking of me. I really meant a lot when I got your text asking me if I would share today. <clears throat> 
And I felt really humbled and privileged, honest to God. And then when I saw what page you had asked, I was in awe, in awe. So thank you so much for inviting me. Full disclosure, uh, the steps that I'm about to talk about, um, six and seven, eight and nine, took me a very long time to really do. So full disclosure, even in OA, I avoided them as best I could for a very long time. Um, but that doesn't mean that I made good attempts. I just, my heart wasn't in it as much as it was when I redid these steps through the big book. So I did want to say that. And when I redid the steps four years ago, uh, it was with a recovered sponsor. And in addition to the big book, we used the AA 12 and 12 and the OA 12 and 12. Um, my name was already said, and um, I do want to just start by saying I joined Ovaries Anonymous November 28th, 1979. So it's been over four decades that I've been working at this program. Uh, I became a lifetime member of this program very quickly, very quickly. Okay, so now on to page 76. Uh, it begins, if we can answer to our satisfaction, we then look at step six. So when I was reflecting on this, uh, first of all, I try to change everything to the I format so I could personalize it. So if I can answer to my satisfaction, so answer why? So last week we read page 75, but for those of you that were not present, um, I wanted to just, I, would, I think I would be remiss if I didn't go back to the bottom of page 75, the middle of the last paragraph. And it says, carefully reading the first five proposals, which are the first five steps, we ask ourselves, have we omitted anything for we for I am building an arch through which I shall walk a free man at last. So when I ponder that, I literally visualize, I'm very visual, I literally visualize an arch. And beyond that arch, I visualize a beautiful pasture of grass, green bright grass and flowers. It's bright and sunshine and I see the light of God literally shining beyond that arch. And this is where I want to go. And now these are the next questions. Now I'm Jewish and I'm used to asking questions because during the Passover Seder, you ask four questions and here are four questions. And the questions are, is our work solid so far? Are the stones properly in place? Have I skimped on the cement put into the foundation. That's very important because if my foundation is not solid, my house is going to be tumbling down. Have we tried to make mortar without sand? Those are four questions. I ask myself, how much of myself did I invest in my program so I could reap the dividends of going through that arch to freedom? And the freedom that Bill is talking about, it starts with the freedom of the food. It, it, for me, put down the food, starts there. But this freedom from the emotional havoc that plays in my mind and the spiritual emptiness that was in my heart. So the freedom is threefold. So I have to check myself out first. Have I skimmed on the first five steps? 
I go ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. If all five are answered well, then now I am ready to go to step six. And as I said in my disclaimer, I failed to really do a thorough step six for many years. And what happened was I was sitting in confession. If I only confess to the light of God and to my sponsor, and I do not go beyond confession, how am I going to change? Step six is a tool for change. You know, we have the nine tools of program. For me, I have come to realize that step six is an actual tool. And I created a workshop. My sponsor gave me a, work, a worksheet. I didn't create a workshop, a work, worksheet. And I had to modify the worksheet so I could understand it better. And I'm a very smart girl. I skipped a grade. Even though I thought I was stupid, I skipped a grade. I'm very smart. And I know that about 99.9% .9 of us are very smart. But I needed a lot of resources to help me work my steps. And one of the resources I used was in step four, I used chip sheets to understand the definitions of those five big character flaws that are talked about in the big book. Where am I selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, frightened, and inconsiderate? Those chip sheets were very important to me. Um, and so from those chip sheets, I started to really understand what parts of myself were really causing the flaws in me. And then I had to really sit in my own space and see myself behaving with those characteristics. For example, selfish was very easy for me. Selfish means greedy. I only want things for myself. But when I looked at my definition, it also said unrealistic expectations or unrealistic demands. And what were they of? Unrealistic demands and expectations, mostly of other people. In time, I got to realize I was making unrealistic demands of myself as well. But most of these character flaws affected other people, which is what I found out when I did my fourth and my fifth step. So now I'm confessing to my sponsor and to God these things, these areas where those five big flaws happened, am I willing to change? The next line say, says, we have emphasized willingness as being indispensable. It's a very short line. Now, many times, Bill italicizes words when they're important. In this case, he actually writes the word emphasized. That's how important willingness is. Not only is it willingness important, but it's indispensable, which means it's absolutely necessary. If I am to go on, it's absolutely necessary that I am willing. So now I am willing, and now am I ready to change? And that's very important in order to correct what I found out about myself when I confessed to my sponsor and to God the things I saw about myself that I no longer wanted to have. I'm, I'm going to read you some of them in full disclosure. Um, so I am, how I, and how I got ready was actually putting down on the paper several columns. 
the first column I used from my step four sheet. And the column was the turnaround column, where was I to blame? And I listed the people that I harmed. I harmed in my resentment. I harmed in my uh, harms done to other sheep. I harmed in inappropriate sex. I harmed in so many ways. So I list these people where I was to blame for harm. And under it, I put where was I selfish? That's one section under column one. Where was I dishonest, fearful, self-seeking and inconsiderate? I listed them separately. In column two, I wanted to, in my mind, consider how was I acting? How was my behavior with each of these character defects? I had to literally ponder my behavior with this defect. So I looked at, for instance, I said selfish and unrealistic expectations. And what did I, I write for several people? When I am selfish, this is how I behave. I am self-righteous because they owe me. I am unfair. I am distant to them because they're not doing for me. I am snippy. I am inconsiderate. I am hostile to, the, to them. And most of these people are people I love. I am harsh. I'm judgmental because after all, I did this for them. Why aren't they doing this for me? I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm annoyed. I'm sarcastic. I'm grandiose, critical, frustrated. I can go on and on. The next column, I write, how would God have me be? This is the change column. This is the tool I need. I want to change. I admit it, those things that no longer serve me. I don't want to be like that, that anymore. I ask God, how would you have me be? And the head of my that column three says, what would you replace my behavior with? And now I sit and ponder. What would my behavior look like? And in my mind, I am behaving how I think God would, would intends me to be when I am doing his will and not my will. And what I come up with is I'd be considerate, kind, thoughtful, loving, tolerant, accepting of other people, proud of other people, instead of just being in my own stuff. I'd be patient with them, humble, considerate, generous, mod modest, and complimentary. I have other things on the list, but these are good examples of the truth for me. And then my last column, I, I need to reaffirm. I need to reaffirm in prayer. And that solidifies it. And this is what I wrote for Selfish. God, I pray to want for others what they want for themselves. God, please help me to no longer look for others to be responsible for my happiness, security, and comfort. God, please help me to no longer hold others hostage for my approval of what they think, how they act, what they say, how they behave. God, please help me conform my will to your will for my happiness, security, and comfort. And I did this through for dishonesty, self-seeking, fearful. And I do want to take a, a couple of minutes to share on the inconsiderate one. That for me is very key. And I had a huge spiritual experience four years ago when I did that. 
And the reason is when doing this, this way, I literally saw, felt, and experienced my own self-absorption and self-centeredness to a point where I really acknowledged the truth about myself. And that's the whole key for me doing the steps. It doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter what my sponsor thinks. What only matters is the truth that I know, that I find out about me. So in my inconsideration, which I found out that inconsideration is uh, what I've done that has kept me from really seeing other people for who they are, their needs, their struggles, their feelings, lack of seeing things from their perspective. And when I think of people I've been inconsiderate with, and mostly this is my family. So uh, my behavior with this defect, how do I behave? I have to experience this by myself in the light of God. And that's what I did. I would pray, God, help show me how I am to myself. I need to see it. My behavior is inconsiderate. I couldn't accept people for their actions because they weren't servicing me. I was a brat, not getting my way, one-sided, self-centered and self-absorbed, narcissistic. I become, what do I do when I feel that way? I become distanced from them, arrogant to them, hostile, manipulative. I feel superior to them, critical, judgmental, harsh, and sarcastic. These are people I love, but this is how I behave when I'm inconsiderate. My next column, how would God want me to behave instead of that way? Because now that I saw that, I am telling you in the light of God, I sobbed, sobbed, sobbed when I saw the truth of how I behave. So God told me, be thoughtful of other people, selfless, think of myself less so I could be of maximum service to other people mentally put myself in their shoes, understand their needs, wants, desires. We all want for the same things, but see it from their perspective. Replace my natural instinct of self-centeredness and self-absorption and narcissism with pure acts of selflessness. Prayers for God to direct my attention to how I could be of maximum service to others. And then I reaffirm it in a prayer to God. God, I pray for the ability to be of maximum service to others. God, I pray you direct my attention to what you would have me to be, to see others as having the same needs, wants, and desires as me, to put myself in their shoes and feel as they feel, God, Please remove my natural instincts of self-centeredness and replace it with the love of fellow man, with reaching out and seeing through your eyes, hearing through your ears, feeling through your heart and speaking words through your words through my mouth. Nancy, you're at five, hon. Thank you. Okay. I apologize for taking so long, but step six, it's a small paragraph, but that is so important. So, okay. So now after I did that, by the way, we're now going into step seven. After I did this with my sponsor, it was not during COVID. I looked at her and she looked at me and she said, okay, are you ready to ask God to remove this from you? And I said, I think so. 
And she said, let's go over to the couch on our knees. I grabbed a pillow, I have bad knees, and we prayed the seven-step prayer together. And we said, and by the way, this prayer is in the I form. Most of the book is in the we category. This prayer is in the I form. And it goes like this, my creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go from here to do your bidding. And notice this prayer actually ends with the word amen. We've now completed step seven. That's it. And interestingly enough, I felt so wonderful. My sponsor said she saw light in my eyes, like God in my eyes. And 15 minutes later, I said something that was obviously a character defect. And I looked at her and I laughed. We laughed together. I'm like, what happens? I just admitted everything. And here I am, character defect and all. And she said, honey, it just takes time and practice. We keep doing it a day at a time. And so now we go on to the next paragraph. Now we need more action, without which we find that faith without works is dead. You know, I had to look this up, that line, faith without works is dead. And I looked up dead faith. And it says useless faith. And that means a faith that does not exist. And for years, I've been saying before I looked that up, if I don't have faith, all it is is a five-letter word. And then it goes on to say, let's look at steps eight and nine. We have a list of all persons we have harmed and to whom we are willing to make amends. We made it when we took inventory. So that was step four. So now we have to pull out our step four sheet. And it tells us we subjected ourselves to this drastic self-appraisal, yes. And now on step eight and nine, we go to our fellows that we've harmed and we are going to repair the damage done in the past. And the damage is really the harms that I did to them. And when I think about harms I did to them, my harms are broken relationships. Those are my harms. I made broken relationships with people that I care about. And now it's my opportunity to clear them up so I can look the world in the eye and feel free and no longer have to obsess in my mind and I'm a horrible person. I do terrible things. What's wrong with me? When am I going to learn? Blah, 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 blah. So now we go. We attempt to sweep away the debris which has accumulated out of our effort. And now Bill tells us what was the problem that caused my bad behavior? It was me living in self-will run riot. I wanted to run the show by myself. And we go on to say, if we haven't the will to do this, we ask, and, and here when we say ask, we pray. I pray, God, please help me. And God will know when I am ready. And little by little, he helps remove all those defects that are now that now I have found objectionable. I've looked at, I've admitted, the truth is they are, are objectionable. And that's my time. So 
I will end by saying, remember, it was agreed at the beginning. We would go to any lanes for victory over food. And when I think about the victory that I want, I go back to the bottom of page 75, where it talks about the arch. And I want to get past to that green flowered pasture on the light of God so I am free, not just physically, because that is important, especially as we get older, but I want freedom in my mind and freedom in my heart. I want to be of maximum service to God and my fellows. And that's what we do one day at a time. As long as we stick with the program, continue to work at it, we grow every single day, a day at a time. I'm still working at this. 41 years later, I am still a work in progress. I thank you for your time. And thanks again, Kim. Thank you so much, Nancy. That was wonderful. Thank, I'm so grateful I got to hear you share today.